Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today I am joined by Justin Wells and Rubble, who you can see over there. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure you like this video, subscribe to our channel, and turn on notifications so you never miss any of the video that we offer. We're still going even though it's a holiday. Hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving uh, and look forward to seeing everybody back here on Friday afternoon for the post-game show with Rod and Bobby. But Justin, that's the post-game show. We're in the uh, the pre-game mode, so uh, one more game left this year. Um, seven and four, chance at eight and four. That's kind of you know at a high level where a lot of people thought Texas would be around, right? Absolutely. I, I think the beginning of the year, if we go back and look, I think all of the inside Texas staff kind of predicted what they felt like the season was. I think I had them at a, a seven and five and eight and four. Uh, you win this game, you, you go off on a. Um, a little two-game winning streak heading into a, a probably a pretty decent bowl game. And if uh, luck strikes them just right on Saturday night, uh, they could back their way into a, a Big 12 championship game appearance if the Jayhawks can knock off those uh, purple wizards in uh, Manhattan. Yeah, it'd be something. So it makes a, uh, an, an, an interesting Sunflower showdown for the first time in a while, but Texas has their own in-state game to uh, take care of on Friday. It's going to be a tough thing for me to keep saying on Friday, but uh, Texas hosts the the Baylor Bears, who are I think six and four right now, or yeah. maybe six and five. Six and four. Um, wanting to come into Austin and uh, spoil the end of a pretty good season for the Longhorns and a season that has been uh, filled with so many great plays and a career filled with great plays. Uh, by Bijan Robinson. That's what we're going to focus on. Bijan, of course, is a junior. Uh, he's currently tied with Chris Gilbert for fifth all time in rushing uh, in school history. Needs 98 yards, and he'll pass Jamal Charles uh, to take over a, 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 in fourth place. Um, and you know, I think it's he won't ever admit it. Steve Sarkeesian won't ever admit it. But everybody kind of has this uh, sense that this is going to be Bijan's last time in DKR. And Justin, I think if you know if you're a Texas fan, of course you'd love to see number five come back, maybe for another year. But if you're a Texas fan, you also realize that you know it should be the last time in DKR. It's time for him to go make his money and maybe be a first round pick. You know, Joe. You know, it, it, it's 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 cool because on Turkey Day, it's a it's a this is a time to be thankful. And I am incredibly thankful that we've got to cover Bijan Robinson over the last three years. I felt like it's been in a blink. Like I, I just, it, it feels like it's just flown by, especially for a kid that didn't really play the first two thirds of his freshman year. You know, Texas fans have only really seen two full seasons out of Bijan, and and yeah, the the chances of him returning just just don't just. And it would be one of those things where I think Sark would flat out tell him go. You know, have his stuff packed. You know, if you're if you want the best for your kids, his stock will never ever be higher than it is right now. You know, I've got a couple of buddies in the in the scouting world that deal. You, you know, you and I both know those guys that handle the NFL draft stuff. And Bijan's just he's he's such a hot name right now. It, even even at this point, he's still gaining and growing uh, with with these with these coaching staffs in the league. And it's just been so much fun to watch. And I'll be honest, I never thought Bijan would approach the top five rushing all time. I just didn't. I mean, it just because Texas is, you know, had a great history of, of tailbacks, you know, past, present and in the future. And 
Bijan's just been such a joy and because he's so different. You know, you and I have got to know him, especially you getting to interview him as much as you have. People don't realize he's I mean, and a lot of people might. He's as good as he is on the field. He's better off the field. It there's 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 no words. We've run out of words to describe the human being and the tailback. He's that special. It's going to leave a big hole in, in the program. Not not nothing that this staff and these these guys won't be able to 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 hopefully try to fill in the aggregate next year. But yeah, Bijan Robinson coming back would be the most highly unlikely scenario. And so if you're going to be any chance you get to you're in Austin on Friday and you get to to catch the Texas Baylor game. You might want to catch him because you may not see him again. And and that's just how it goes when when you're a super elite talent like Bijan. And um, I'll be a little sad. I was definitely sad when it was Sam's uh, final hurrah. Uh, I don't know if I'll be that level of sad, but I'm going to miss covering Bijan because, man, he's just he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think I was able to meet him at the uh, 2020 Adidas or Army All-American game in, in San Antonio. And even from the start, you know, you just got an impression that this was a, a high character person and, yeah. and someone who really cared about football. Um, and one of the things that I was most impressed about with him was there were some every prospect's got questions. Uh, I think when you're Bijan Robinson and you're running away from everybody in Arizona, you're, you're always going to be a little bit, you know, you're going to wonder about what's he going to do when he has to meet contact. And man, over these past three years, all he's done is overcome that one concern to be basically a complete running back at this level. And the reason why, you know, Steve Sarkeesian gives him the ball so often because of all that he's able to do on the field. Um, you know, that, that run against Oklahoma in 2021, even though that game ended up poorly for the Longhorns, that's always going to be the run that that sticks out to me. Just cutting across the field, running away from everybody. Chris Fowler yelling, you know, almost reaching the end zone. Did he base plant a Stoops? Yeah, or a, maybe Billy Bowman. I, that's it might have been Billy have, Bowman. He may uh, have did Stoops <laughs> later on. You're right. So that that's that that game and that moment is going to stick out for me. You know, all he has so many different moments. I mean, when you have two you know thousand yard seasons. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. There's so many different times that you can look at to where, you know, Bijan just makes plays. Uh, making, you know, two-yard gains out of things where – out of plays where most would have lost two yards. Like, there's some right. spectacular runs he has that only go for about two-yard gains. And so he's been a special one. He's helped Steve Sarkeesian recruit the position. Uh, that There's no question about that with guys like Sed Baxter and Jonathan Brooks and Trey Wisner wanting to be the next – He's yeah. on Robinson um, and some showing signs already that they may be, you know, a, may be able to do some similar things. But I'll echo everything you said about Bijan, the person, you know, he starts off every postgame press conference by, by offering praise and prayer for, you know, making it out healthy. Uh, he's he's super supportive. Uh, but he even says uh, he'll he'll turn on he'll flip the switch when it's time to come on the field. And 
you know, turn off the uh, the the mustard supporting Lambo driving smile. Uh, that goes away when he when he steps between the lines and uh, he turns into you know the running back we all have seen. So it's been awesome to cover him. He's an awesome person. Um, I think he's one of the most likable Longhorns to come through in in quite some time, and uh, he's going to have his name entrenched in, 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 in the record books for a little while because of all he's been able to do. And you know, selfishly, I hope he gets those those ninety eight yards because. You know, Jamal had a great career at Texas. Bijan's had a great career at Texas. And I think what it'll show is not only is he, you know, even without maybe some of the team success, he's that quality of back to where those names that he's around, he belongs and, and belongs, you know, comfortably as well. So probably the last time we see Bijan in addition, probably the last time, unless he decides for some reason to come back for his COVID year, that we'll see Roshan Johnson uh, in, a, in a Longhorn uniform. He'll probably be one of the, or he'll be one of the seniors honored uh, next year, or excuse me, on Friday. Um, and, and Roshan Johnson, just a, a career that is marked by unselfishness and doing everything he can for the program, for the team. And uh, I think you're going to see probably the loudest cheer of the day, at least in pregame, head towards number two, uh, the Roshan Johnson, the product of Port Natchez Groves. You know, think about it like this, Joe. Think about how popular Bijan is, especially among the Texas fans and, and people like that. And yet Rashawn might get the loudest cheer. That's the that's the impression he's left on this program. Like I saw a tweet today that's gone crazy asking, you know, who are your favorite Longhorns? And it, it was titled about Rashawn and it's amazing how much respect he has from Texas fans. And it's that unselfishness. You know, we, we were lucky enough at Inside Texas to get to know Rashawn pretty early as a sophomore quarterback at PNG under Brian Faircloth. And I'll never forget going out to cover one of his practices. Uh, you know, Bijan, Bijan, Rashawn showed up. You know, he was quarterback back then, and he showed up before everybody. I mean, it was still kind of dark outside. He was the first guy to pull up. Well, by the time I was leaving to, to go to another school, all the other kids had, had, you know, gone off and done other things. Rashawn was still out there working. He was the, literally the first and last. I remember asking Coach Faircloth, you know, what do you think about his future? And now the new, he's now the Sulphur Springs head coach told me, you know, Justin, I have a daughter. And I've told Rashawn that whenever she gets old enough and she gets to that point, he would really appreciate it if he would come marry her. And I always thought that that just resonated. I thought, man, that's a bold statement. And it just all makes sense. We've got to see his growth and maturity, you know, and, and the fact that I remember that that I know he came in early, but I remember that fall camp where it seemed like every running back on the roster got hurt at once. And, and we were kind of trying to figure out what the next move was. Well, Rashawn knew what it was. He knew he had to make a decision. And it was probably the best decision career-wise he's ever made because he's probably not a quarterback in the NFL, but he's damn sure a running back. And he's going to be a special teamer. And he's going to get drafted. Either the third, fourth, fifth round, kid's going to get his name called. And he deserves everything. It, it, it's, it's funny, you know. It, it's the best two-headed monster at running back Texas has had in a while with two different personalities, both leaders. But Rashawn was the vocal guy in the locker room, the stand-up guy, the call guys out kind of guy, whereas Bijan was the leader by example. 
He was the one that would hang out with the all-conference guys and the walk-ons. He was the one that kind of did things a little bit more, you know, under under the radar. But those two guys, I'll tell you, the legacy they're going to leave at Texas is watch Jonathan Brooks next year. That guy has had a two-year apprenticeship under those two kids, and I can't tell you how much it has made an impression on him, not just as a football player, but as a student, as a man, and as a, as a, as a human being and as a role model. And I think you're going to see that, that, that carryover. And, and it's funny because, you know, we still talk to a lot of the Texas players that are in the NFL now, and they'll come back and watch practice. And, you know, I'll ask them, you know, what do you think of some of these guys? And they'll all tell you the same thing. Bijan and Rashawn are going to play on Sundays. Bijan's different. Rashawn's going to stick in the league a decade because of who he is and how he, he handles himself. And so Friday's going to be bittersweet. You know, Rojo and, B, and Bijan, it's, uh, man, you, you know, you, you see it like I do. It, it's going to be sad to see those two guys go. It feels like with Bijan, it was in a blink. Whereas with Rashawn, it feels like it's kind of longer drawn out. But I think that's just because we got to know him on a much better basis, covering him, you know, in recruiting in Texas. But you're right, man. Friday's going to be tough. Uh, both those guys, they're going to get big cheers. But I think, you you know, you nailed it. As big as Bijan is, Rashawn might get the bigger cheer. And that should just tell you about how he's the most unselfish dude in the program. You know, I remember back, I think it may have been in 2017, um, <clears throat> when Texas was recruiting Roshan Johnson uh, out of Port Nature's Groves as their quarterback. And I think the story I had told to me was pretty interesting. They had a camp, um, and Roshan came and participated in that camp. And there was a fastest, fastest man competition. And Roshan runs, wins it, goes over, grabs the microphone that's hooked up to the whole stadium and yells, yeah. I'm committed. So yeah. It started from there. You saw that. Sam drive from is there. the one that handed him the, the the microphone and told him, don't you have something to tell everybody? And it, you told it. You're right. That's exactly how it went down. It was a summer. It was one of those inside DKR summer mm -hmm. camps. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. So, it started from there. Um, brought in, I think, early enrolled in 2019 and went through that spring as a quarterback. And I remember that it was it was ahead of the LSU game. That's when all those struggles were happening. And you see Rashawn, you know, what's he going to do? And he looked like a natural. He really looked like he got the position down really quickly. And a lot of that had to do with um, him being used a lot in the running game in high school, yeah. you know, hitting landmarks, that type of thing. He, he knew where to follow blocks and that, but he just, you know, getting the ball, that was a little bit different. And, man, he's taken it. He's run with it. He's been impressive. He put the whole team and program on his back last year, right around this time when it came toward uh, to facing Kansas State and, yeah. you know, doing the Wildcat, doing all that different stuff. He's been impressive. And I I'm with you, too. I, I think that, you know, at any other team in the country, he's their starting running back, and he's Amen. probably a 1,000-yard rusher Amen. Uh, this season. 
Uh, just didn't work out that way at Texas, but he and Bijan have provided a locker room presence that this program's needed over the past couple of years. Um, and, you know, it's going to be uh, it'll be a fond, fond goodbye on, on Friday when it comes time to for Roshan to to say goodbye to the program, which, like we said, seems most likely. And, yeah, he'll he'll be a special teams guy. He's I think we've we've uncovered in recent uh, months at Inside Texas that, you know, he often is has one of the highest mile per hour readings uh, within the program during workouts, during games, stuff like that. He's on a bunch of different special teams, uh, punt, punt return, kickoff, kick return. And, uh, you know, he does it all really well. One man and, band. You know, I mean, all he's with, a bright all light in, in an often dim seasons. Right. These guys. And then, you know, does everything. You know, Steve Sarkeesian had a long quote about him the other day, just what he means to the Longhorn program. Um you know he, he's he's gonna he's gonna find a, a niche in the NFL. I think that's pretty, and he'll probably get some carries too, because there aren't a lot of guys with his physical toughness and, and physical attributes that that have the the high football character that he has. Front offices are gonna fall in love with him, and right. uh, should be should be awesome to see. So uh, he and then, worked, like he, he worked at running the ball. If you'll remember, in the last two off seasons, he's gone and done. Uh, you know, he hired a footwork coach. And you didn't see him post many clips because he doesn't really do that. But he was working on his game. He has been trying to turn himself into an NFL-ready running back. He's worked at it. It wasn't like he was just some natural. It was something – he wasn't like Bijan who was born a running back. Rashawn had to work at it. And I think that's where there's more of an appreciation from Sark and his teammates as well. Absolutely. So he'll uh, it'll be a, a bittersweet moment to see him go. Maybe he'll get a touchdown pass. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some wild row. It'd be the time to pull it out once once against Baylor. So yeah. why, why not the last game of his career? <laughs> why, why not give it a shot? So speaking of Baylor, that's uh, that's the opponent that Bijan and Roshan and the rest of the Longhorns will be taking on uh, this Friday. Uh, Bears, you know, won the Big 12 last year, didn't have the same skill talent entering this year. When you lose guys like Jalen Petrie and some of the receivers they had, even, you know, losing an experienced quarterback like Gary Bohannon and electing to go with the young upside and Blake Shapin, uh, losing Abram Smith. Abram Smith was the, big. the trenches, the infrastructure in the trenches was fine, but they just lacked the skill talent. And I think you've seen that a lot this year. Uh, the the offense under Jeff Grimes and the the defense under Dave Aranda, uh, you know, those are still well coordinated units, but they just don't have the the playmakers that they've had in in some recent years, and uh, that's a little bit of the reason why they're they're at six wins right now. The thing with Baylor is, if you watch last year's game, Texas was probably three or four plays away from actually winning that game. Uh, it, it was a it was a one possession down to the end, and 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 both teams I don't think played really that well, and so Baylor's been a thorn for the last decade. You know, ever since Art Bryles made his way to Waco, and and Robert Griffin Jr. or Robert Griffin the third came through. You know, Baylor's had a pretty good program. They've won the Big Twelve a handful of times, and 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 they've had those battles w- with Texas, and so this will be a game where. There, there's something to play for for Texas. And for Baylor's standpoint, they're going to play hard because that's how Aranda's guys, that's the mindset of that program. that they, they bring it at, at all times. And he's a great coach. I mean, a really good coach. They 
beat. They had TCU beat last week. Uh, it, it was just one of those games where <laughs> it was almost, it feels like destiny for the Horn Frogs this season, just because of the way that thing ended. But with Baylor, you know, they, they, they lost, like you said, a lot of those skill guys. But I'll tell you this, the guys up front stayed intact, and I still feel like that's the strength of their team. And Richard Reese is a guy that I think is going to be pure hell in the Big 12 for the next few years. The freshman tailback out of, Bell, out of Belleville has really come in and, 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 and filled that void that Abram Smith had. But I, I still I think this is a team that Texas can beat. I think Texas, like last year, it was a close game, and Baylor wound up winning the conference. I feel like it's similar this year, except I think Texas is on the other side of it this time. I think they're a little bit more veteran-laden. I think they have a little bit more to play for. They have more experience, where it was kind of tilted towards Baylor last year. And I think that's why it'll be a close game, and that's why I feel like Texas probably comes out on top, which we'll discuss here in a few minutes. But Baylor's a matchup. We, you know, At the beginning of the year, we all, wrote, we all had a story about the most important game. What was going to be the most important game? And I, if I, I'm trying to remember, which game did you have? Was it the TCU game? I had Oklahoma State. You had the Oklahoma State game, and that wound up being a huge game. I had Baylor because I thought if Texas was in the mix, this Baylor game was going to be uber important, obviously being the last of the regular season. And, and you know, with, if they get a little luck from Kansas on Saturday, they could back their way into a, to a conference title game. But anyway, you, you still want to get that eighth win, go into a good bowl, potential for a nine-win season, potential to go into the offseason on a three-game winning streak, potentially signing a top-five class. There's a lot at stake, and, and you it's not just beating Baylor. and it, it, It's not just beating that team down, <laughs> you know, at 45. It's beating uh, – it, it's handling a strong team in the conference, a conference that's going to send seven or eight teams to bowls it seems like, which is just seems unheard of. But Baylor's a tough matchup ever since Dave Aranda came back. I mean, they were good with Matt Rule, obviously, but Aranda has that group really bought in with each other. They, that's a real family atmosphere. He, 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 you're not going to hear anybody say negative things about that guy. Big fan of Jeff Grimes. Bigger, I'm a big fan of Eric Mateos, the offensive line coach. I think they do a lot of crafty stuff on defense. It's going to be a good matchup. Like, like I said before, Baylor had more to play for last year, and I think that's that few plays is what got him over the hump. This year, Texas has more to play for, and I feel like it'll be a few plays here and there that gives them the advantage. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I said, Baylor's got some good infrastructure in the trenches. Texas does too. That Texas defensive line's played really well. The tackles for Texas, offensive tackles have played well. But I think the one problem area that we got a bit, and it's a big problem, is uh, Siaki Ika, uh, big number 62 in the middle of the Baylor defense. He's he's going to be a load for Jake Majors and, and Cole Hudson and Hayden Connor, maybe even DJ Campbell to to have to handle. Uh, when, when you got somebody who can move like he does, I mean, that guy's going to play in the NFL. That guy's yes. probably going to play in the NFL after this year. Yeah. And he can cause some <laughs> havoc in the middle of the uh, of a of an offense's run game. And I bet we see that. I bet we see a decent amount of double teams or just straight up running away from him so they don't have to handle that. And Quinn Ewers is probably going to have uh, Siaki Ika in his grill a handful of times throughout the course of the game. So – not a whole lot of other, you know, guys who I, you know, really key in on. I think Dylan Doyle obviously is a good linebacker. They're uh, young they have, on that they, side of the ball. They they lost a lot of their defensive playmakers from from last year to the NFL draft. But 
it's going to be you, you got to watch big number 62 in the middle because how the uh how texas is able to handle him will determine a lot about the success of the texas offense this upcoming week he's the quintessential three tech in my opinion he's the he's the second coming of tony saragusa the former d lineman for the baltimore ravens if if, if y'all need to google that guy he he was a he was a load as well and you're right that dude's gonna play on sunday he's gonna play for a while and that's that goes with Baylor's style, Joe, their physical team. Matt Rule kind of had that implemented when he was there, and I think Aranda just kept it going. And, and that's one reason I think Baylor's been so successful in the last few seasons is they, they bring a, a certain physicality, and they find athletes that are a little under the radar, and they wind up turning them into dudes. And so it's, it's always, you know, you know, in the past, Baylor was a pretty easy win on the Texas schedule for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. In the last decade, Baylor stepped up. The the, the program has stepped up. Uh, the, their their facilities have stepped up. Uh, the, the the school has made uh, a big push at, in the athletic department. And and I think Dave Aranda is a guy that man, if he sticks around in Baylor, I, I feel like that's going to continually be a consistently strong thorn in anybody's back. And when Texas goes to the to the SEC, you wonder what games they're going to keep with Big Twelve opponents. I'd be hard. I'd be surprised if Baylor was one that they didn't. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Really? Well, they need uh, they need Baylor this week. They need a win over Baylor this week so as to avoid being uh, winless against in-state teams in the Big 12. The only win over an in-state team was UTSA, and uh, they're, they're not in the Power 5 ranks yet. So lost to Tech, lost to TCU. They need this one if they want to have one win against the uh, Big 12 in-state teams. This year. So this is an important one. And uh, as we – it's pick time. Uh-oh. Justin, you are – we both picked uh, Texas to win but Kansas to cover. That obviously didn't happen this past week. So it's week 12, and you are entering 7-4. and four. Meanwhile, I'm 4-7. and seven. Uh, Not a great year for me, obviously. So it's so. your Texas last year. I'm Texas this year. Exactly. So um, the spread looking at Bovada, Texas is an eight and a half point favorite over the Bears. And that's a, you know, that's kind of where they've been all year long. And of course, a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, people like betting on the horns or betting against, but Texas is at home. They've, they've played better. Uh, they're, you know, Vegas have more to play Texas for this year. So Texas. By eight and a half, that's the line. Do you see that happening, or is it? Uh, or does Baylor stay inside the number? I think Texas wins, but I do not think it'll be eight points. I, I actually, I think it'll be a one possession game, like almost every other game they've played this year. Um, Baylor, it, Baylor's not designed to get blown out. Essentially, if if the game starts getting out of hand a little bit, Baylor will change the tempo quickly <laughs> and the, the, they'll shift into, into neutral to, to at least keep them in it until the end. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I, I really don't. I think the defenses are probably the, the, 
two strengths outside of maybe Bijan Robinson and Rashawn, I think the defense is probably the two strengths of these teams. And I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. We have a round table that's going to come out pretty soon. Um, if it, or it may have by the time this airs, uh, obviously it will. And, and, and you'll, you'll see a lot of our scores, our predictions are pretty low just because it, it's going to be a physical game and the weather is not supposed to be very, very good. And that's going to be, that, that, that'll also kind of hamper things a little bit. But that, I think, actually helps Texas. I think that that, that makes them – it almost forces them to, to, to keep the same game plan they took to Lawrence. They certainly need to bring back home when, when they play Baylor. So I've got Texas winning, but I just don't see it over a touchdown. I, I think it'll be three or four points, something closer, just because of Baylor style and just because of what we've seen so far this year. Yeah, I'm I'm around there. I don't think they'll cover eight and a half, but I think it'll be a you know six seven point game. Uh, may end up kind of like Kansas State, where Texas leads and you know has to hang on, but yeah. uh, you know Baylor at the end they're trying to tie. They're not trying to win, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I think Texas takes this one, but uh, eight and a half that that's a tough one. It's a it's an odd it's a strange number for a line to be at, and I bet it's going to move a little bit before. Uh, before Friday, so but I, I don't I don't it think uh, I don't think that Texas can just you know be up by nine at the final whistle and hopefully hopefully that gets me to five and seven in my picks this year and we can uh, we still have the bowl we still got bowl games got the so. bowl game so maybe I can get to six and seven but looking forward to uh, seeing what happens on Friday so thank you all for watching uh make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel again we're gonna have stuff all week all weekend recapping Texas game with Baylor you know what happens around the con conference what happens around the country uh make sure you have a great Thanksgiving thank you all for watching we're thankful for y'all make sure you check out insidetexas.com and uh, for Justin Wells I'm Joe Cook thank you for watching we'll see you next time